1: you're listening to hello. epic things <laughs>
2: that was very nice i where did you get that tiny saxophone from? i just found it in my little coin pocket in my jeans <laughs> wow a little tiny saxophone there from pete heat hello pete hello How are you doing, i'm very well we, thanks i've just had a sainsbury's at, delivery you have haven't you wow absolutely packed did you get any of those little animal bars did you did, when i was a kid you didn't know i didn't when you were know kid, I supposed go, to. <laughs> you know any well it i mean it's not necessarily but it does help if you do, you know what i mean but um we're all in it together kind of thing but uh we we <laughs> just i don't know just just the country's going for a lot of shit at the minute you got to pull together yeah yeah i just think you know let's if we're, uh, work on the same page but i got uh i used to get animal bars they were like the thing that was the treat when we went shopping. Are they, are they chocolate kid. little shaped little, little guys? Cho- shaped like animals, carved. Carved. By hands, <laughs> or, by, or by a machine. Hand carved in, by Jay Sainsbury. <laughs> perhaps be a leopard and a, a, a giraffe what or else? something like that. Do you not know, remember these little, but, little I mean, chocolate uh, animal Yeah. That, that was like the one treat I got from... Uh, I don't mean that sound like I was Oliver Twist or something. <laughs> but, you know, but it was
1: like the one, always get the animal bars. Oh, are they... Got, the, so got it, the
2: animal bars, Dad. I'll put them in this
1: trolley kind of thing. <laughs> Aww. um i i'm picturing two different things so please uh, straighten me out here like there were those ones that have a sort of biscuit coating that are animal shaped, but they were no no they came later and yeah. were in my book poor
2: substitutes they are, the originals were just chocolate just yeah. chocolate shaped like an animal and
1: was there just one or was this a packet of things it's a pack you get like six in a pack Six in a pack. You're listening to Epic Things. <laughs> Maybe four. Are we turning to a local radio? Station? <laughs> yes, I think so. What's your?
2: Uh, did you have a thing that you'd always pop in that that little trolley there, Pete? Um, when you a went, little you know, when, as they were going around getting the the.
1: Pizzas we mainly I think we I think we you know what stage. I, was, I think they just bought pizzas, you know, for about five years. I was that's stationed. I I didn't uh yeah, we, we weren't a solely pizza based family. Um but I, but well I, well I I used to get stationed by the magazine rack and I'd read the beano. And oh, that's um, a bit of fun. A bit of fun, a lot of fun. Yeah. And then sometimes I'd buy that very beano um with my pocket money. I was a big beano boy. Were you a big beano boy? Love the beano. Love yeah. the beano. Favorite. Well, Favourite oh, character uh, or girl?
2: Well, I think probably Roger the Dodger. Yes. He was cool. Yeah. He? he was very cool, wasn't he? He and was my favourite. Always... Dennis the Menace. I mean, he was a bloody menace, but also I don't think I ever warmed to him that much. I sort of liked him, you know. No. I liked his relationship with his dog. <laughs> um, I liked his hair. I liked... Yeah, yeah we it all was liked something his about... Hair. I mean, looking back, it was sheer... Bullying wasn't
1: it? it was yeah, just picking on, picking on the the um, um... Walter the softy. I
2: think there was also though. Maybe I'm being too kind to it here, but I think the 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 creators were maybe putting in quite a lot of um hate. I mean, because I'm thinking like Jacob Reese mogg Obviously, he wasn't around then, but like I don't know. Just he definitely had that kind of hideous the boss who's sort of an idiot and tells you what to do, but is. Uh, uh do you know what I mean? So who who
1: was this Jessica? I'm who? talking about Walter the Softie, so, so, the so, character. Right, yeah. He had those little yeah, glasses like Jacob Rees-Mogg, didn't he? That's true. I, said, actually. I think he, like he a, like an old, of, yeah, like an old he, did, he
2: never seemed like a kid. He represented kind of uh, obtuse power, I think, more yeah. than anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Yes, definitely. He was like he was like. But yeah, yeah. Roger the Dodger was probably. He was a cool guy. I I always wondered if it was because for me he had all his little tricks, right? His dodges, and and, because I was like getting into magic even back then, I was like for me this was, this was exactly the kind of stuff i like subterfuge and tr- yeah. trickery but um you liked him too so who knows and
2: i was no i was getting into online scams at that time <laughs> yeah you, really, so you were, sort of you, were. A, you used to rinse, well
1: ahead of the internet yeah, yeah. You used to absolutely uh,
2: rinse i mean the that's local what old be, ladies um, that's what he'd be doing now isn't it just kind of like doing credit it. card it's, fraud like yeah, just sending out texts that say, like, you know, oh, we've got a tax rebate for you. <laughs> Roger!
3: <laughs> I know. Good dodge, eh,
2: readers? Good dodge. <laughs> I know um, it's
1: you, Roger. Um, I yeah.
2: tried to explain it to my daughter, the Beano. Oh, yeah. Because um, someone outside our, the school where both our kids go to left a load of old Beanos, so I huh. picked them up and brought them back. And um, she sort of got it, but it was very confusing. Just, it's a very it shows weird. You how much it, Society has changed, though, that like kids being naughty, and that isn't really a kind of thing in the same way anymore. I mean, kids are no, and then like, like why celebrated in he, the same why why way? Is he being naughty? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like well, well, that's not very nice, is it? You know, which in yeah. some ways is kind of right, but yeah. also, but a also a bit, you want um, to call your
1: kid a square. It's,
2: yeah, basically. Yeah, it's sad, really. <laughs> she sort of like she likes. She, I mean, actually, since then, she's become very. uh she's always lying at the minute she's got really good at lying but well she's not good at it it's just relentless i think she works <laughs> out if you do it enough we just don't you know it's like what the tories do if you say it enough like we don't know where, what's true and what's not anymore yeah, do you know? just, give so, up. You just so she'll give now
1: up. sound like she's lying when she's obviously telling the truth and yeah. I think it's like oh god that's clever it's like that Russian disinformation thing where they just deliberately put out conflicting stuff all the time just to the point where you go oh, I've got no idea anymore like, yeah, apparently, apparently exactly. that's, yeah, the, yeah. that's a conscious tactic that they do with, Russian, with the Russian media well that um that is in a John
2: Steinbeck book called I think it's in East of Eden oh, right. where they um they yeah there's a character in it who's this uh a woman who is is like the a manipulator and all this stuff and but she deliberately does that is some line about she would lie when she didn't need to or make mm. it look like a lie and you just never knew so it's yeah it's a tactic and it's yeah. all women it's
1: all, women it's all the bloody women yeah right who else can we attack <laughs>
0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
1: Anyway, um, how are you, Pete? Yeah, I'm, I'm very well, thank you. Um, that's all i got to say on that. <laughs> really no, 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 no. i don't think i don't nothing think nothing else i don't think I have an exciting story for you but i'm very well are you very okay, well that's good i i am i am pretty well i'm on tour uh i'm in newcastle at the minute
2: which oh yeah is quite exciting i was kind of i i was enjoying it but as you know with the old adhd ting i haven't got <laughs> my xylophone too much information freaks me out and um Yeah, I was kind of having a nice, but you know what? I think I've been reading too much about the Tories destroying the country um, Mm. and stuff. And that's kind of like, I get, I can't stop looking, you know, and you can't turn away at that Mm. sort of stuff. And then also just like, I keep, I've discovered what's really hard is when I've got like 10 different pieces of information coming from different sources. So, but I'm learning to streamline a lot of that. So like, I've got all these interviews, which is great. Again, good problem to have, but I'm like, you know, I sort of
1: started the day really positive and then now I'm like quite hyped and, and stressed because yeah. i just got... When you say you've got all these interviews, what do you mean? Like you, have, you, well, you listen man, to different people saying that. No, yeah. no,
2: sorry, I'm, I'm I'm not explaining myself very well. Um, interviews about the tour. So the PR oh, people oh, sorry, set right, up right. these interviews, which are great. But it's like, basically, it, it's just loads of different information i i've realized i just cannot cope with it at all so but i've i've managed to delegate and sort of pass it on to the producers and they're like working out as Mm. in like oh at one there might be a thing or it might be a two or it might be a four and can you maybe just do this time and that's it and i I, like my brain just shuts down immediately yeah um but literally i was all good and i was about to go and get some breakfast before this and then a guy phone a number phoned me up and i thought i won't answer because it's uh it's probably a scam type. Probably Roger the bloody Dodger up to, yeah. up to his old tricks, eh? Good Dodger readers. But I um I answered it because Annie it's, it's like, "Hi, it's Radio Sussex here." And I was like, oh, "Fuck!" You know, it's like, <laughs> "Oh no!" And I was very on the back foot. It was and that was you know, a live. it wasn't alive. was a it it it? newspaper, but it was still. You kind of oh, feel like uh, it wasn't Radio Sussex, but but you know sometimes you feel a bit like. And also, there's this thing like the more things I do you know like having you know done things like afterlife and that the more i feel like someone's gonna like just i'm now having i never thought about this before in my life but now you're suddenly like oh, what if i'm you know written wrong like what if they take what i've said and oh yeah misquote because they were, do that yeah. like and even, even if they're not trying and also like as we know from the podcasting you realize how much you um and are ah and all that stuff oh yeah so it's like Sometimes they have to just basically answer for you because you've just been going. Uh, well, I suppose it's kind of yeah, but you know anyway. Yeah. So it's quite it was it was a bit a bit unnerving because I wasn't expecting it. Um, but um, it, it was a good chat. You know, it's funny. I, the epic thing we're going to talk about today. Um, this show, by the way, is epic things. but oh, we talk about epic yes. things that take you out of the mundane. I think probably by this point people know that, do they? They I probably do, so. but we should
1: say it anyway. I'm Pete Heat. I'm a magician, uh, and Colin is Colin, and he is a comedian. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, that's all you need to know. Um, yeah, we talk about things that's that it. things that elevate you, lift you out of the sort of um, yeah funk you can find yourself in, particularly when reading the news <laughs> or just existing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, my epic thing to throw in here if i can jump straight in yeah um so during the
2: interview 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 during the interview i started uh i remembered last night i went to see david bowie the film about david bowie uh moon age daydream which took <laughs> me i took i was like it's moon age daydream moon Moonrise kingdom please oh fuck <laughs> but it, it um but in in his interviews you know he talks very um goes into this like uh that's a good thing. Talking impression. about the universe and all this—not the universe much, but like what we are as people and why we're here, and we're artists and we're trying to—and uh, and he'll be—he'll be honest and kind of sometimes very awkward in a lot of the interviews, and you realize, you realize watching him, oh, he really was a guy in pain. Do you know what I mean? Like real. Mm. There was a lot of distress and and deep seated pain inside him i think and and anyway i'll get into that in a minute but as halfway through this interview i was i i you know when we go on interviews you're like oh hi how you doing yeah i'm all right you know not bad <laughs> you know and then i suddenly went oh, fuck i remember watching david bowie and watching it and thinking i need to be a bit more like that in interviews you know <laughs> <laughs> just not that i need to like copy be pretentious or anything but just uh-uh. i need to be like convinced of what i'm talking about and yeah. also kind of Be clear not and... responding. But often I respond, people will ask me a question and I sort of go, yeah, you're probably right, yeah, yeah. Rather than actually thinking about what my real response is and kind of um, saying what I really think. And so halfway through, I um, just started talking like, um, and I suppose, <laughs> Anna is in a way is a reflection of what's you know what's been going on in my head all these years and all this stuff, <laughs> and it was quite quite funny because the interviewer just sort of went that sounds mad, <laughs> like, that's not. I was sort of saying, you know, Anna Man, which is a character I play for people who have no idea what's going on, but Anna Man is um, and this is true that she I talked a bit about my ADHD, ting I actually went ting <laughs> like, subconsciously, but um, because you know, having ADHD, I've I've struggled to to be myself and project what I really want to be and all this stuff. And and Anna was a character I created that helped me do all that. You know, mm. and like I say, the guy just went, "That sounds really mad." <laughs> <laughs> Cuckoo! tapping himself on the yeah. temple. Yeah, <laughs> you what, mate? I thought it was a comedy show. <laughs> but um no, but the David Bowie film was wonderful. So it's quite funny as well that uh cinema experience because i went to newcastle's this lovely little um uh cinema called the Everyman. it's like a tiny room with sofas and they bring food to you and all this Mm. stuff it's wonderful i mean you have to pay for it you know and also you pay for it in calories because i looked it up and it was a thousand calories (laughs) per burger but they bring them to you and you sit there and they bring you drinks and stuff and there was just me and a couple of other people and i thought this is going to be the loveliest experience of my entire life suddenly the door opens in walk about 10 sort of big blokes in their middle age or later uh all out going oh no uh, where are we sitting mate where are we sitting where are we going oh no <laughs> this. i thought oh no and then i looked at it and it was ian brown of the stone roses wow with his entire entourage of about ten blokes, and um, I could tell because he's been obviously in Twitter a lot because of that moment where he was kind of singing along to his own. Yeah, he's been music. touring
1: without a band, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, like doing a sort of karaoke version of, was, of his sets.
2: Yeah, it was quite an incredible uh, moment, and it was it was I I was immediately my thought process was like, oh no, there's loads of people walking in, they're gonna make loads of noise. You know what I mean? They were like quite a little bit rowdy. Hmm. And then it's like, oh, it's Ian Brown. <laughs> oh, this is weird. And then I went, oh, no, he's probably going to talk to her in the whole show, isn't he? He won't be able to stop himself. <laughs>
1: did he, did and he? then he
2: sat right in front of me. Um, and to be fair, he was good as gold, mate. Absolutely oh, good well as gold. He kept, he, he kept moving around a bit and kind of a, like he couldn't keep still sort of thing. And he kept, but not, yeah. not badly. <laughs> and he kept like every now and again, he'd lean over and say something to someone and they just sort of nod but they were all they're all very well behaved well uh, but it just gave him this brown. massive like excitement on the way out he, he got up and i felt like he probably feels that probably he gets this in all these sorts especially if you go around with an entourage you probably feel like you've got to say something not that everyone was going what do you think ian brown like I'm make fulfilled. a statement on what yeah but he just, just sort of went didn't have much joy in his life did he oh,
3: <laughs> and walked out
2: kind of. Uh, uh, it was, uh, was his I'm official... not sure what that track was yeah. playing there. That sounded that, like Iggy Pop. That sounded like Lust for <laughs> Life. <laughs> Lust for Life by was Iggy Pop. It reminds me of Stone Roses somewhere.
1: I can't think which one it was. You're twisting yeah, my melon, man. It was that one. Yeah, actually, it? Yeah, yeah. it was Happy Mondays, wasn't it? It was
2: Happy Mondays. Oh no! But I did. It was quite fascinating watching it and watching and just having him in front of me also experiencing this thing yeah and like
1: filtered filter through his own little lens of being, being, him being a there, musician
2: there was a moment where it showed david bowie's art and they showed a an art that inspired him they showed a jackson Pollock, which is very like a stone roses album cover mm. and it just kind of and knowing at the minute he's like being quite mercilessly attacked on twitter and stuff yeah and also he's become this he's been he's a big a anti-vax of, boy, sort of anti- all that he? stuff i don't but I don't want to make this like an attack on your brow because he is one of many people who's, he's definitely given me some epic things in life, you know, mm-hmm. with the Stone music. But I, it just made me think, like, watching that and you're seeing David Bowie and especially as he talks about the art and everything of it and how important it is to him and about transience of life and we're here and is it worth even being here? Do we, should we bother even doing anything because we know it's all for nothing and everything disappears and all this stuff. Mm. Uh, and his answer is yes. His answer, David Bowie's answer is to live, waste no day, never waste a moment, never waste, you know, it's really inspiring. Mm. Um, and just thinking about Ian Brown, who's, you know, not far off David Bowie as a legend, at least in England. And, um, the idea that he's now doing these sort of karaoke-type shows <laughs> being attacked. So it may be quite sad. Yeah, uh. I've just talked about Ian Brown, and I, that's hope, that's, uh, I hope that doesn't sound too
1: horrible, like Ian Brown. I, you know, I don't it, think it's it. all stuff that's Firstly, out there. Firstly, I doubt very much that he's a listener. He's going to hear this. Um, um, but, but then he, also at the same you, time, so you have sounded like like you're actually like him. It's just it's just quite funny. I mean, if you didn't talk about the fact that Ian Brown came and sat in front of you at the cinema, then that would be weird. That would, that would be weird. Um, so yeah. So I, I realized So what's, your, what's David, your epic thing? Is it? Is it? It is me t-
2: it's David Bowie, but. Yeah. Um, I think I'll do another where I bring him up again, but I just want to talk very briefly about, uh, you know, he was there like for a lot of us, all through our childhood and everything. Weirdly, something that transcended my, amongst my family, you know, my mum would be like, oh, that David (laughs) Bowie, oh yeah. You know, but like he, um, I think like Ashes to Ashes is one that really got me. And there's a bit where from the video, He's walking along dressed as a clown. It's clearly inspired by Ingmar Bergman films and stuff. But he's walking along a beach, with and the, the lyric is "My mama said to get things done. You better not mess, mess with Major Tom." And from the film, you definitely get this idea which I can really connect to of um, you, you've got to be normal. Don't don't lift your head up. Don't try and do anything weird. Don't, right. don't actually express what you're really feeling and what we're really feeling as a family and you know he talks about secrets in the family and the the shame in the family and all this stuff and just that image of him walking along dressed as this clown totally serious face along the beach while this old woman and there's an old woman next to him just like nattering at him like telling him yeah (laughs) as the lyrics go my mama said to get things done you better which is to me is saying you know this whole world is just telling you don't
1: don't try and don't try and live don't try Mm. and Certainly yeah. don't draw a big lightning bolt on your cheek and have one eye that's a different colour to another one. <laughs> yeah. Don't do yeah. that. Although that, that, <laughs> that wasn't, wasn't a choice. childhood accident. <laughs> that wasn't yeah. a choice. I know, I'm joking. Uh, but I,
2: just, that was incredible. And um, yeah, last thing I'll say, but I'll talk about David Bowman another day because there's so much I can say about David Bowman. But, um, and Ian Brown has once again trod all over nice his bloody Nice one, grief. Ian. But he... Um, uh, yeah, the other big thing for me is when I started doing Man, it really is it really is like David Bowie for me. I'm not saying like, oh yeah, I'm like David Bowie, but like in terms of what it represents for me and stuff, the character. Mm. And when I was first did the first Anna Man shows in 2016 and after he died, uh, I think I'd agreed to do it in January and I said I wanted to do it or I had the idea of doing it. And then he died in February, 2016, wasn't it? Because that was that awful year and then we had Brexit and Mm. shit. And um, I, I, watched it, I, I remember running a lot at the time and I was very depressed and I was doing a show about depression and I was running a lot and I, I stopped and watched this video of him singing heroes. And oh, I'm welling up thinking about it, but it was like, I have to do the show. Do you know what I mean? It was mm. like that just gave me this courage. And, and in my head, he was had loads of makeup on and stuff. But actually I rewatched it last night and it's just him in a black sort of suit. Mm. And the whole thing is him just standing there singing and the camera coming from different angles a couple of times, but there's not really anything else on it. But the it, that felt like a call, you know, from David Bowie to go and, yeah. yes, do it. Do the show. Yeah. Fuck it. You know, become it. Don't worry about dressing as a woman and putting on makeup and all this stuff. Like, just let it happen and do what you've got to do. And it was, you know. Yeah. And now now here i am touring in newcastle yeah in the hotel motel one uh you know but it has it has kind of paid off and i feel yeah. like my next step is is i want to find a way to do that without having to be an amand um uh yeah well, you shall. again again looking to david bowie for inspiration to that you know because he dropped everything oh sorry last thing i say is what's great what you get from the film is he does the whole ziggy stardust stuff mm. And then he sort of drops everything eventually because he's constantly recreating and rechanging himself and all that stuff, and he becomes a almost like a commercial mainstream in his own words, just trying to please people, give people a good time, you know. And that's mm. what he does. All let's dance, you know, which is great as well, but it's a whole different thing. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of it. I didn't quite realise, but then after that, he suddenly, went, I felt awful that I was being that person, that I was just I'd abandoned my art oh, really? and from there he just went back t- to being an artist that's why he kind of dropped you know he did like the big Pepsi advert with Teen Turner right, and stuff. Yeah. he dropped all that stuff you know and went back to just artistic creation never really had a big hit again like that but it didn't matter because he's like it doesn't matter I'm just mm. creating Um, that's
1: all that matters anyway yeah beautiful beautiful yeah my my wife my wife as you know came was watching it last night as well and came back and was like it's totally inspired by it so you've gotta you've gotta go and see it it's really inspirational and i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna text colin ask if he wants to see it and then i remembered you're actually you've already told me you're watching it tonight so i'll have to go on my own but yeah okay david bowie it's a great choice he's an epic man um mm. my epic thing today it, i feel like any second now got, you're
2: gonna say and we've got a caller coming in from uh lancashire i uh, know right i don't know now. why I'm i've gone g- into no, I like radio
1: it. voice well i don't uh, know if
2: it's you or whether just because i've been listening to all the liz Truss on radio yeah no i radio. think i think i've been doing a slight by the time voice. this goes out i'm sure she'll have done much worse than that
1: but. oh yeah i'm sure
2: um i oh no it's all right
1: what? 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 On
2: my TV, I've got fishes swimming around.
1: Okay, congrats. Congratulations.
2: A, in the hotel. I think there's a bit of music. I think, you,
1: I think you've posted some social media videos of this I phenomenon. Have. I one, one, of one of them's got a little One's horn. One of them's got a little horn. One's got a horn. Yeah, I know they've gone off now. They've um, gone off. Okay, well thanks. But I'm actually finding them quite helpful. Yeah, they're good little. People. But I was aware
2: there's music going on. that might annoy this. Anyway, oh, no, sorry, can't Peter. hear it. Can't hear it.
1: Your epic thing. Yeah, and to, to be honest, the story behind this is more interesting than the thing itself. Right, it's yeah. almost, it almost makes no sense that I'm choosing this as an epic thing. Anyway. Here's the story about it. I had a dream, like you know, when you have a, when you know you've got a thing to do in the morning. So I knew I was doing this podcast in the morning, and for some reason, your your brain decides to make a big deal out of it, and you, and all of your dreams revolve slightly around that thing. Uh, I, I've been dreaming about doing this podcast all night, right? Weirdly, and um, you look worried. No, no, no. Okay. I suddenly thought my mic had gone off. Oh, okay, no, Sorry, I'm listening. No, no. Um, yeah, you've, so, been, so, you've been dreaming all night about... Having these weird sort of podcast related <laughs> dreams, like as if I'm stressed about it, which I wasn't at all, but apparently uh, my subconscious was. And in my, so, in my dreams, the topic, my epic thing was this, improv <laughs> comedy... <laughs> <laughs> right, improvised comedy, and 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 then I woke up and I was like, and I, and I actually woke up in the night and I was like, yeah, I've got to write this down. I wrote it in the notes on my phone and went back to sleep. And then I woke up in the morning. And I was like, oh, I was dreaming about what was it? And I looked. I said improv, and I was like, that's weird. Like I don't, I don't have a particular opinion about <laughs> about improv. But I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I've thought about it, and and I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna present it as an epic thing. So here's why. You know, you know. So hang on, you you wrote you wrote it down. I literally did. You... I, I woke up in like two a.m or something and oh, i wrote improv comedy yeah i wrote improv in yeah. my notes and then um and then put it away again <laughs> and then um, okay great yeah so so you know improv is kind of almost laughed at or sneered at in in, in the comedy world quite a lot like you know you get those sort in of, the uk yeah you, you get those outside really outside sort the of, uk it's not right yeah. yeah but it's always very sort of formulate formulate shows where it's like yeah. right guys we need an environment and someone will be like starbucks great okay we need an activity and someone will be like ice hockey oh, you guys are so <laughs> random <laughs> yeah, yeah okay yeah. um but um, it's... Well, I'll talk you through my dream logic. In, I was also in my dream thinking about you doing your now famous scene in Afterlife, right? Which I remember. I I'll talk about which one that is, but I remember bumping into you in Brighton, where we live, and you just got back from filming uh, Afterlife. And I was like, oh, "How's it all going?" And you were like, "Yeah, it was, today was amazing. I, I yeah, I filmed this scene, and I I kind of improvised this this song, and um, and it was really good. And basically, what well, it was the song that became Taxi Driver the musical. and um i remember i spoke to you literally the day that you'd filmed it and you were really sort of like excited by how well it had gone like understandably so because it's very 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 funny um and you were almost like slightly worried as well that you'd maybe like stolen it from somewhere because it was like it just seemed so it seemed to come fully formed into your head you're like i hope it is mine because uh you know because it just suddenly appeared in my head and i've sort of anyway um but that, that sort of that joy of something about the fact that that was improvised makes it so much better than if it wasn't is I, but anyway, that, that, that much in my dream, that was an important point. Um, I, I love something about a proper, there's something so fun and exciting about improvising and just going with it and just, just saying, just letting your subconscious just take the wheel and, uh, and you, and just take over and say funny stuff without you even knowing where it's going. Um, and yeah I was was thinking about that like and one one of the funniest one of the most sort of impressive and funniest comedy moments that I've ever seen was I've talked to I might have talked to you about this before but you know Trevor Locke the comedian yeah. Yeah. So he he used to he's hosted quite a few comedy nights that I've been a part of. So this is it for if if you're if you don't know him Trevor Locke is a comedian who he's done a lot of stuff with like he was on Russell Brand's radio show as one of the one of the other co-hosts and stuff. Um but he's a brilliant he, he's brilliant at that whole crowd work thing, right? So uh, rather than just doing his material like pre-written jokes, uh, crowd work, if you don't know is when you're when you're interacting with the crowd and asking people what they do for a living and whatever and just chatting with them and turning that into some sort of into a joke that would never exist again with any other audience and there's something quite exciting about seeing it done well because you know that this is a genuine like unique one off moment and it's uh, uh, but but anyway I've seen Trevor and on a couple of occasions construct a say a 30 minute long set without using any material any pre-written material whatsoever just just using things that that he's kind of gleaned from his chat with the audience and I've and it's so exciting to watch that done well, like um, watching I think I've heard it described as like um, as, as like plates spinning, you know, keeping all these various plates spinning at the yeah. same time. Because like, you're asking, you've asked someone something, and you've you've made some sort of maybe minor joke in response to that, and, and someone else, and you've made a, a little joke, but you've got all these sort all these like parallel threads running at the same time. Um, but like, there's a little, there's a funny little thing going on with this guy in the audience, and some funny little thing with this woman, and but then suddenly, but, and you're just sort of you're just waiting for some opportunity to bring all of those threads together into this like super punchline that ties everything up and makes it all worthwhile and trevor Locke can, can and, he can uh, pull it he off, can do can. that and it's so it's so cool to watch i haven't like, seen him for years yeah yeah i've never seen him do that especially yeah, um, but yeah i've seen it just a couple of times and, and, and i've always been absolutely blown away by it but the sort of the kind of bravery i mean part of it is just a craft that you can i guess learn right like you can you can learn little techniques yeah, I mean, and tricks like although like, it's it's funny like
2: i like talk to the audience quite a lot but i don't give them much room to say stuff and that's that's not not because i'm afraid of what they'll say because i like going into it a bit more but it's more like i'm just i think as you were explaining that i was thinking god i am more more selfish with it i am like selfish but i'm like it's my show i yeah the idea of giving it over to the audience in that way which trevor does sounds amazing but like I could never bear the fact that I haven't got the centre of attention. <laughs> yeah, anymore, but the thing is, you, know
1: you, uh, you you would. Uh, I, I think ultimately, everyone's in no doubt that it's Trevor or whoever. You know that that is yeah. the funny, the funny person there. But yeah, but also you, you, this type of stuff. You're you're a brilliant. I mean, I'm, not, I'm sure you're brilliant at improvising in that way as well. But if you wanted to do that, but you're a brilliant writer. Like I think what a lot of people watching comedy don't realise is that we're we're. Uh, so I'm including myself. <laughs> we we are writers, right? Like you're, you're delivering this yeah. thing that you've thought about and written into this. So a lot of your jokes are these like sort of uh, like ludicrous or like sentences that where the where the actual the sentence itself is like this perfectly formed thing. So it kind of wouldn't make. You know, there's not necessarily room for, especially for a lot of the style of what you do, for the audience to just say something different because you're yeah. like, you're delivering this stuff that you've written that is, is, you've already done the funny bit, you've done the work. It's not really time. The worst
2: thing is when an audience member like thinks they're being funny in response. And oh you're yeah, like, that's horrible. Ah, oh, mate, the thing is like this this works, but you don't want to sort of go look, you have to do it a certain way, otherwise the whole thing doesn't work. Do you know what I mean? Although I can do that as Anna, I can. What I've discovered as Anna, which I sort of got from my friend Ryan, but is, um, is just using the word cringe. It's really good when <laughs> they do something like that. Like when they go to a bloke, like, what's your name, darling? And they go, Anna. Uh. and i'm like oh fuck and i'm like <laughs> but i'm like no darling i know you think no oh bless you tr- he's trying to be funny no bless you i know it, i know you think it would be funny i know you believe that i really do <laughs> and i believe that you believe it but it will be very cringe um <laughs>
1: it's like, that's right. it's great. really it's, good at it just it's sh- so good that you've got a character as a sort of shield <laughs> yeah. for doing that stuff like uh, i mean maybe i could do that as well but i think it would be more yeah. confrontational if it was me as me going you're not funny i am <laughs> like yeah yeah but that is right it's hilarious um i think you could i think you could really
2: cringe i don't get i don't but then at the same time i i completely can understand the audience's point of view because i know when i sit there i'm just like even though i talk to the audience and that stuff i'm like please don't talk to me i don't i don't know what i'll say yeah (laughs) definitely definitely yeah it's really hard yeah um it's yeah. hard being an audience yeah. but yeah no i think i think you're right with the old improv i think it's uh, a
1: it can be a joyous thing um like there's a, there's a podcast that i've listened to a few of that i really like i think i may have mentioned it to you which is called congrats on the new i think it's called congrats on the new podcast but basically yeah. it's, it's a guy um i literally can't remember his name which is bad but um if you just search congrats on the new podcast i'll put a link to it um he basically the format is that the guy the comedian who his name i'll remember as soon as we stop recording um he congratulates his guest on. On, uh, their new, and it will be anything like on their new book or on their new film. Uh, it's if, not if, Steen, if, is it? Yes, it's not, yes. Steen Raskopoulos. Yeah, yeah. It is. Uh, it okay, yeah yeah, is. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's just, I love that, uh, like. But, and some people are better at responding to it than others. But he'll congratulate them on a fictional thing that they haven't even done, and then their yeah. job is to just go along with it. And it will feed them these little lines of like, "Oh, I love the bit when you," and he'll say something like quite controversial, and they have to sort of explain like what they were thinking when they said this like, controversial <laughs> thing. Like, and it's, uh, but again, when it's done, when it works, it's the it's the best thing ever, and it just feels yeah. like this this uh, really exciting, exciting moment. So anyway, yeah, that's uh, I, I mean, I don't know if I would have ever chosen this. Uh, While awake, but I thought I'm I'm, kind of kind of stand with
2: it. There's something very David Bowie-like about that. About you know using what comes out of your dreams to kind (laughs) of uh, to to direct your life and your
1: artistic choices. Yeah, Uh, it's like that. that, There's that um, Coleridge. Uh, Coleridge wrote a whole poem, like uh, called the, called Kubla Khan. He wrote a whole poem yeah. while Sanadu Kublai Khan, a stately pleasure dome decree. Um, I, I think
2: didn't Frankie goes to Hollywood do a song? Oh really? Of it. I haven't There's heard. There's someone where they start off and go, "In zana do di <laughs> <laughs> That's really. It, yeah, that's there? what it needed.
1: Yeah, yeah, but he, yeah, apparently he woke up he off out uh, of some opium dream, and uh, yeah, and he goes like, "Fetch me my quill," <laughs> and then he had to write like write down as much as he could before the reverie faded. Um, yeah. And that's that's me basically. I I've, had that, I've had that. I mean the um, the end
2: to my show, which is this kind of quite sweet, moving vision uh use it people have said it's moving uh it is that all came from doing like a meditation you know oh really which isn't quite the same as a dream but it just yeah. i just saw it all you know oh, wow! and i have i mean some people really scoff at the idea of it but yeah. i have definitely had whole ideas and stuff come to me from dreams you know yeah um but the the one that, sorry we, we need to move on yeah, the one to thing wrap with this up, the Actually, uh, with the old improv thing is i do think it is like the heart of creation you know when you when you can tap into that it's just wonderful when
1: two people are just oh yeah and one day we'll find it but no no, No. it's exciting right five minutes left um have you got a mundane thing for us i i i don't want to do a mundane thing today well you don't well you must um
2: but i want to do a nice thing i guess it is a mundane thing but it's also a good thing so um Coolio died today. Yeah. as we're sorry. I don't know and why you that, think that's I, nice. I don't, I'm you? not. I'm not laughing. No, no. I've, I found it quite sad in a way that a lot of the response to it is almost like finding it amusing. Almost like because he, he was called Coolio. I don't know. Some cause he's quite a serious character, but somehow he yeah. was kind of a slightly novelty
1: character. Yeah, I think it, because which, he was pure nineties as well. There's something inherently like <laughs> right. <laughs> <Yeah. But> I <laughs> but, I always liked him a lot, and that's so all. So so I'll I. see you when you get
2: there is coolio wasn't it and that was um my brother loved that you know my late brother so it has, it has a lot of connection to me but this more this morning look I, I, as i got sucked into twitter i feel like i've already done the mundane thing at the top but uh, as i got sucked into twitter i um uh discovered the michael barrymore singing i'll see you when you get there video <laughs> which is the most wonderful most amazing but awkward and awful it's cringe horrible thing and amazing but it's basically so it's like a all black gospel choir singing it Mm -hmm. at the top i'll see you when you you know as it's it's sort of you know just that but that but obviously the original song has like a rap in it and stuff doesn't it Mm. which they don't really want to i don't know what it's from but it's from some sort of like 90s saturday afternoon show or something isn't it yeah and he just comes out singing along just this tall weird white guy (laughs) (laughs) See, see you when you get
1: there uh, (laughs) if you ever get
2: there (laughs) but like going up to them and doing that and it it made me think of like for a long time most um acts or or most like kind of famous celebrities in that vein it was almost like they were just like oh here he comes cheeky chappy what's he gonna do but there's no real like it was just weird just a weird i mean i I actually really like michael barrymore you know whatever with the scandal and all that, who knows? But like, I I always used to love him as a kid. But it's but it is just that weird thing where it's just a I'm just an odd ball coming out and being odd. Do you yeah. know what I mean? There's, but I'm also kind of respectable and I sing and wear a suit. Do you know what I mean? But it yeah. but it's just like but all, all the sort of choir just look a bit like what the fuck is that? Do you know what I mean? And yeah, look really like funny. quite. I don't know, I don't want to say, I don't want to speak for them that they're insulted by it or anything, but they definitely look a bit like, oh, fuck this, what is going yeah. on? And he's just and, like, almost like he's coming up behind him and tickling him and stuff. Yeah, He's exactly. not actually doing that, but he's like it's got that sort of mentality sort of of to
1: it, hasn't it? Like, like, winking, just like going, I'll oh, see
2: you when you get there. His whole you know? face
1: is like, what am I like? Uh, and he just, yeah. and then
2: he's like not sure what to do because they've just got to sing that like 20 times because they're it goes not doing on, the rap. And on, so he and just on. goes there's three groups of them, and he just goes from one group to the other, kind of shaking his hands a bit. And then they do a thing, then it goes up a key, and it, and they all have to put their hands in the air and look at the ceiling and <laughs> the camera shots from above. Oh, so they're no. just like, ah, see, and it's like they're doing this, like he's doing this kind of gospel um Like a sort of mock gospel impression of what. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like he thinks people
1: in gospel things do. It's very funny. And
2: then he. I'm going through the whole video here because I love this. No, we've got one
1: minute left, so you can't. um... Uh, uh, But he. (laughs) And
2: at the end, he says, we'll see you when you get there. So he turns it into a kind of. See you next week.
1: Oh, nice. I love every moment of it. Nice work. Nice work. I I was hoping you'd find that funnier than you did, Pete. I did find it very funny. I loved it. You were very much eye on the time guy. Uh, You know what? Uh, Yeah, I was. I was eye on the time guy. I'm going to give you a quick mundane thing to finish on. on And here it is. Pies where pastry is just a hat that's pies where pastry is just a where... you know this when you get like a riddle i know this it does like but, a but, you know, but you know when you get pies right but it's not really a pie it's just like in a sort of ceramic thing and the pastry is just like a little layer on the top right no, there's no pie around yeah, the outside fuck the base. that
2: shit that's mundane i mean as i desperately try and eat less calories i would be You're welcome there. if i got that okay. but um we're gonna have to agree to disagree have you ever tried to eat the the base
1: that it's kept that ceramic the f- pot oh, i
2: thought that was pastry <laughs> i've
1: tried and failed many a time deadly, many a time deadly. is that what you meant by improvised comedy <laughs> it's very very exactly that's exactly what i meant Wonderful. Um, <laughs> right well we've got a patreon
2: i think haven't we pete
1: oh yeah we have um we have it is um, patreon.com forward slash epic things we'd love you to give us some money so we can keep doing this please do yeah, please do if you please enjoy please what do. we do um what else, we also seen. have a Twitter handle
2: @epicthingspod. at epic things pod. Um, please use that to tell us epic things you want us to talk about, uh, people you think would be good for the show, mundane things, um, your take on Michael Barrymore's take on um, Coolio. Maybe we've got it wrong, maybe it's a work of I G- I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> it's all subjective, it is. Um, and yeah, well, I'm still on tour, probably. That's going to keep on going. Uh, we've got Soho Theatre, um, and then some
1: big announcements coming soon. So watch this bloody space, mate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Colin is at Colin Holt, which is Holt is H O U L T on Twitter. I'm at Pete Heat. Cornettos are available in the supermarket. Yeah, and we'll <laughs> see, see you when you, when you come. Get on, that was terrible. There. That was Epic Things. (laughs) Best yet. Best yet.